listening to Our Wayward Life, a podcast about living life a bit differently. We're Natalie and Daniel, a married couple from Tennessee. In 2015, we sold everything we owned, moved overseas, and we've been living the expat life ever since. Stick around to hear about our travel experiences, both good and bad, our expat adventures, and everything in between. bad and ugly about it it's mostly good it is mostly good but it just reminds you that it is always not you know peaches and all that other good stuff travel is peaches usually usually travel is peaches it is generally peaches (laughs) but stuff happens goes wrong yeah you gotta be adaptable yeah uh, at the time it may make you just want to go back to the airport get on the plane and leave and just like yep we'll try this again later but anyway we uh we made it through it. All right. So we've talked about this trip briefly on one of our episodes last year, right before Christmas. Um, but we've never gone into the details of everything about this trip. And it's one of our favorite trips of all time. Yeah. And it was somewhere that I've like wanted to go for a long time and yeah. finally got to go. So, And it was worth every minute of it. Yeah. Definitely but. worth all the sketchy parts for the good parts. Yeah. All right. So Christmas 2017, we traveled to the one, the only. Vietnam. Vietnam. Which is somewhere, like I said, I was so looking forward to being. Yeah. It was. That was beautiful. Really amazing. So uh, you probably know Vietnam is a country in Southeast Asia. It's a really long country, kind of like S-shaped. Yeah, it's kind of weird shaped. Yeah, S-shaped. So uh, at the top. It borders China, and then on its west coast, it borders uh, Cambodia and yeah, Laos. And Laos. So uh, it has it has something for everyone. It has ruins. It has beaches, rice terraces, a billion motorbikes. <laughs> <laughs> That's putting it mildly. Uh, dense forests, beautiful bays. Yeah, the women. All, pop- the, all the delicious food. Yeah, the women population outgrow the men by what five five percent. For every male, so, there's one or five females. I don't think that's five percent. Or whatever. I said that completely <laughs> wrong, but yeah. Yeah. There's a whole, there's ten times more females than there are males. Yeah, there's a lot more women than yeah. there are men. Um, but and they also have a really unique culture and history. So, yes, they do. Yeah, there's just something for everybody. We think, and we were really excited to go visit there. So we had two weeks, roughly. And we actually didn't plan very much before we went. No, we didn't plan ahead very well. So this was our first trip to do just backpacks. I'm pretty sure. It was like a long trip. Yeah. And going multiple places. And we did not book our internal flights ahead of time because we didn't know if we were going to fly or take the train or take a bus. bus. So we ended up booking all of our flights like the day before or the day of internal flights. Yeah. So... They weren't expensive. I mean, no, they were. but I feel like if we were to do it again, that we could probably could, be a bit more efficient. Yeah, we could definitely do it better and figure out a way, you know, all right, we're going to spend three days here and fly out, you know, this date and have it all planned or we're going to have to be on the bus on this date. Yeah. But we didn't do that. No, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, we just winged it. Yeah, and so uh, I guess we figured out our travel style as we've gone. Yes, And definitely. this was our first, like, backpacking trip where we stayed at multiple locations. Hostel is our first hostel stay. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice hostel. Yeah. Shockingly. Anyway, so let's talk about um, when we mentioned it before, we were actually doing our, our like, 
evaluation of our Christmas trips. Remember when I said you have to vote for your top food place and your top nature place? Yeah. Yeah, and that was really fun. At the end of that, we actually, we realized that we've gone a lot of amazing places for Christmas. Um, Prague, Vienna, Georgia, Armenia, Vietnam, Zanzibar, Melbourne, and then last year we went to Cairo. And at the end of it, Vietnam came out on top. Yeah. Across, like, all of them. Yeah, it ticked every box. Yeah, so <laughs> let's talk about why Vietnam was one of our favorite play- or favorite trips that we've ever had and why it was also a very hard reminder that travel is gritty and it's not always peaches, as you said. It's not always easy and smooth sailing. No. Well, the first thing is, you know, we landed at the airport. Yeah, so we flew into Ho Chi Minh City, which the locals still call Saigon. Yeah. Nice-ish airport. You come through customs and they... I hated that airport. Yeah, they just shout at you a lot. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And so you just follow the queue to go get a visa. You know, taking a visa. Well, not that big a deal. You pay some money and just slap a visa in your passport. And yeah, it was off you go. not that simple. No, it's not. You we get, did. We had all the paperwork filled out. Yeah, we had like 14 pages of paperwork already done. And you get in the queue and then they tell you to sit down. And you sit there for <laughs> two or three hours. And then they call you up to the counter, and they're like, X amount. And I had uh, dong. Vietnamese dong. Yeah, yeah I had their dong currency. Because they're like, everything I read online was like, yeah, they, they take their own currency. And this little bitty Vietnamese woman yelled at me because I wasn't paying in U.S. dollars. Like, and I was like, I am not in the U.S. I didn't come from the U.S., so why would I have U.S. dollars on me? And she was livid. Everybody must pay for their visa in U.S. dollars. Or you can pay in Vietnamese dong and not get change, which is what we had to do because there's also no ATM. Yep. And I was like, this is random. Yeah. It was not the most fun start. It was late when we got there. And then, well, not late when we got there. It was late when we left because we spent three hours waiting. Just for the visas. Yeah, just for the visas. And, I mean, you know, it's just part of travel. Yeah. But I, I will say we're kind of spoiled with an American passport. A lot of times we don't have to go through a strenuous visa yeah, you don't have to wait. and Or you know. a lot of times you can get it online ahead of time. And maybe you can now for Vietnam. It's been five years ago. Yeah. So, But yeah, that was not a fun start. So we we have a very loud foster cat at the moment. So if you hear a sound that sounds like a duck or lady, do you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> All right. So anyways, then we, we go outside. To get a taxi. And we did all the research about what not to get into. And we completely <laughs> what, blew that. What did we do? We got in the first fucker that said, hey, I'm an Uber driver. And I was like, bet. I so know Uber. It was late. It was around midnight. And we just needed to get to our location so we could. Go to bed. Yeah. Get some food and go to bed. And he said, Uber driver. So we jumped in and um, I like opened up the Uber app. He was like, no, 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 no app. And he just like held up this little paper card with the Uber logo. And we were like, absolutely not. Not doing this. So we tried to get out. And then he was like, no, no, no. Also, and he He lift and he kept fumbling through all these cards and just like everything was printed out. He didn't want to let us out of the taxi or out of his car, but we did get out. We did. So then we got into a regular taxi. And we talked to the guy before we left and I was like, look, because you hear horrible stories about people in taxis in Vietnam's about the, I think they're the yellow and black ones. No idea. 
that once you, once you get there, they'll like triple the price and they're like, they'll try to hold you into the car. They'll do all sorts of random shit. So I talked to the guy and I was like, look, you know, we're going here. How much is it be? And he's like, oh, it's X amount. It should be blah, blah. All right. Bit. And away we go. So we get into the car and it's late and we don't know where we're going. And our phones work in 200 countries. Vietnam is not one of those countries where our phones work. So we don't have any maps or data to see where we're going. And can't read any road signs. Looking back, like this is just stupid. Why why were we so unprepared? (laughs) We would never do this now. But anyway, so we get to where we think the location is. We're within a few blocks. Yeah. And we tell the guy we want to get out. Daniel goes to pay him. He grabs Daniel's wallet or the cash. Yeah, I just had some cash in my hand. He just turned around from the front seat and just tried to grab it all. And then that just turned into a struggle. I was trying to rip his thumb off. Natalie was yelling at him in Arabic. I don't know why I just reverted to using Arabic words at the moment. Yeah, he didn't understand anything. Anyways, and then we said we were calling the police. Yeah, the minute Natalie pulled out her phone and said, I'm calling the police, uh, and he stopped completely. And I was like, all right, so what's the price? And he's like... X amount, and I was like, "Well, the meter says this," and he's like, "Well, this, this," and I was like, "No, no." So we ended we up gave paying him the meter price. Yeah, the meter price, and he got was, out. He was not very happy. Yeah, but we just wanted to get out of there. Obviously, we were not in any physical danger. I should say. No, not in, no. He was just trying he to wanted scam to take us. our money. Yeah, but he was just a yeah. scammer. Um, so not the best start, and then we're like, okay, I had I did save the directions of how to get into the Airbnb. Yeah, they're like, get out at this market and then the airbnb is yeah. right here it's like the building is this it didn't have a name but it was like this is the number and the apartment number we walked around for about 10 15 minutes right on top of where it should have been and we <laughs> could find the number before and the number after we just couldn't find the number we needed yeah and so finally we realized you have to go through a motorcycle repair shop like on the street it's like spilling out onto the street you have to walk through there over the motorcycles into this locked building yeah <laughs> Where this dude was sleeping on the back of a motor, literally sleeping on a motorcycle. Yeah. He opened the door for us. It's like, oh, how are y'all? And I was like, this is random. Yeah. But that could have been included in the directions. Like, hey, FYI, you have to walk through a motorcycle shop. And it wasn't. So then we also couldn't find the actual apartment because it was on a secret hallway. Yeah. It was just a weird, I'm sorry, this cat. Yeah, she's, she does this every day, all day long. Okay. Ladies. Um... That's not going to be edited out either. No, it's not. Because there's no way. <laughs> um, so then we we do end up finding the apartment. It's really cute. Yeah, it was and a neat we're little like, place. Let's, let's chuck our bags in here. And it's one thirty in the morning by then. Yeah, so we're like, let's chuck our bags in here. Um, there was a little like food vendor that we saw downstairs that was open. Let's go grab some sandwiches or whatever they have to eat and come back up here and go to bed. So. So we, we walked out the door. We threw all of our shit inside, locked our turn around, walked out the door, and the minute the door shut, I was like, I just locked the keys inside. Yeah. And I was like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> don't be angry. Yeah. Don't be angry. Don't say bad words at me. I luckily, mean, I mean, it's just like what can you do? So luckily nothing. We sit we sat there. Yeah, we were debating that we were just gonna sleep in the hallway and leaned up against the door. And the hallway was actually outside. Yeah. It wasn't an interior hallway. Yeah. So so, we um we went down to the street. And we were like, maybe we can find some like some place with Wi Fi to use our phones to contact the Airbnb host 
at two in the morning to yeah. say we've locked ourselves out. Sorry. Oh, it was just, we're so stupid. We felt so stupid at the time, but I mean, it's just mishaps, right? So we were like, we should probably have some cash just in case. Our yeah, phones oh, don't man, work. I forgot we, about we this. didn't have much cash. And so we found an ATM and the ATM ate our card. Yeah. <laughs> you know how sometimes ATMs, you can just hear that it's going to. It's chewing it's it. It's doing it. something weird. So I remember you grabbed the end of the card and we're like pulling it out and it split the end of the card in half. And we were like, oh my God. And oh, I want to go back to Abu Dhabi right now. And Natalie's was locked up in the room. <laughs> yeah. So we have no money. No card, phones don't work, and we're locked out of our apartment. And I had like <laughs> the equivalent of maybe twenty bucks on me. I don't even think we had that. Yeah, it but it was much. it was to the point where we were laughing about it because we're like, what else could possibly go wrong? We were looking on the street like, oh, I I think I could use this to pick a lock. <laughs> yeah, we were just like, you know, anybody got a bobby pin? You yeah, know. I mean, we we're helpless. We were, and so we walked past the little food stand, and the dude didn't have anything. The only thing he had was two cold beers, and I bought both of those. Not cold, lukewarm. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, what do you do with your remaining dollars that you have or dong? Yeah, when you're stressed to the max. <laughs> have some beers and laugh about it, which is what we did. And then the only way uh, that we got service on our phones back at the apartment building, I leaned on everybody's door until I found one with free Wi-Fi. Yeah, somebody didn't have their Wi-Fi locked. Not creepy at all at to something in the morning, some strange visitors leaning on all the doors. Um, and I was able to message the host. They happened to live nearby and were awake and had extra keys. Yeah, she just came and opened the door. She's like, the door's already open before we could get up the stairs. Yeah, it that was yeah. so good for us because we would have just been sleeping outside. Yeah, I think we walked in, drank a half a beer, brushed our teeth and just like, screw it. Yeah, we'll start all over again tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully it's better. So it was just one of those like start to a trip where like, I really hope it's not an indicator of how this whole trip is going to go. Because yeah. we've got two weeks and I don't want it to be like that. I can't I handle two weeks of that. No, I couldn't have done that for two weeks. Okay. So spoiler, it did get a lot better. Um, so some of our favorite things in Ho Chi Minh City, we only stayed there three nights. It was our first hostel experience. We stayed... Um, it's like a small boutique hostel and it was actually in an art gallery upstairs yeah, from an art, it was art awesome. gallery. It was really cool. It was right across from the, um, the Saigon Notre Dame building. Yeah. The cat's tearing up something somewhere. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, the hostel was really great. And it wasn't like you were sleeping in dorms. We had our private room. No. Was it? No, we had a double bed, and but it was only oh, like yeah, there yeah, were only yeah, four yeah. of the double That's beds. Right. But it was a we only stayed there a couple nights. It was a really good experience for us, um, and we met some cool people. They had a nice balcony where you could sit outside. Yeah, the balcony had all like teas and coffees and everything. Yeah, where they had there. breakfast and yeah, stuff and every day and so forth. Um, but some of the things that we loved from Ho Chi Minh City, obviously, it was our first time to have real pho, which is the Vietnamese soup which is um, noodles and like a really rich broth, a clear broth, but it's really just delicious. They cook it all day. Um, <laughs> sorry, the cat has decided to go get out all of her toys. I do apologize, people. <laughs> this is why my wife's fault that she's always wanting to foster cats. We always have foster cats, but this one is just exceptionally loud. Oh, she, she's something. Anyways, we only have her for a couple more days, and she is very sweet. But anyway, we uh, we get to 
try pho for the first oil oh yeah, original real, right. real pho like yeah. authentic and the first place we had it we just the sign said like pho 2000 it's like, uh, it right. spelled p-h-o so a lot of people call it pho so if that's what you've heard it's actually pronounced pho but anyways we uh go upstairs to this place and there are pictures of bill clinton everywhere, everywhere. and they were like Oh, you're American? Bill Clinton's been here. And I was like, well, I mean, me and Bill, you know, we're pretty good friends. I <laughs> mean, that's, that's why I came here. Yeah, so he had been there before. They were very proud of that. And it was absolutely delicious. Yeah, it was amazing. And it was one of our first time to experience, like, real Asian markets. Yeah, just walking around and just seeing all of it. It's every They have absolutely everything you could imagine for sale, from fruits and vegetables to clothes to makeup to you want any knockoff uh, North Face stuff? They yeah. have it. Yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> Lord have mercy. She's never played with that before. <laughs> like, why now? Anyways, um, we had our first experience doing like Vietnamese street food, and it was amazing. Usually, when we were having the Vietnamese street food, we did not know what we were eating. One of my favorite things is that um, <laughs> this cat um, in Vietnam, all the street food is served on these like teeny tiny stools, like the stool that a, a toddler would have, right? Like to reach something, yeah. like to reach a toddler sized sink, the tiny little stool and you sit on those. So for me, it's perfect. I'm only five feet tall, 152 centimeters. Like it's perfect for me. For Daniel, six foot two, he's like folded up like an accordion. Yeah, trying to get down on this thing. And people are just looking at me like, what is this idiot yeah. doing? So in Vietnam, I was quite a big person, but Daniel, you were like giant yeah. to everybody. So, But yeah, trying all the street food was amazing. Um, markets, they were, it was Christmas time. They had a Christmas tree made out of books. Yeah. I remember that. Um, there was this one place we went. It was in the same building where our hostel was. It was called Kong Cafe, and I think they're all over Vietnam. Yeah, there was a bunch of them. But we would sit outside. It was like on the corner of a really, or is an intersection, really busy, and we would just order the, um, I got the coconut coffee. Yeah, I just, I just had is, black coffee. Which is coffee with coconut ice cream in it. It was absolutely amazing. And we would sit there and watch all the scooters. And watch the traffic. That is the most interesting thing I've ever seen, because I don't know how. Everybody doesn't die just yeah. every day. Yeah. The the scooters, they're 11 lanes. They make themselves be about that when yeah. it's a two-lane road. And they all wear shirts like uh, green means go, yellow means go, red means go. Yeah. And that that's true. They don't stop at red lights. They just keep going. Yeah. It's so, just force your way through. And people crossing the street like on foot, it's just like playing, playing Frogger. Yeah. And the, uh, you'll see big old lorries coming right through the middle of them. You're like, what in the world? Um, mm -mm. Yeah. I'll drive in crazy places, but I don't think I could ever figure out the driving in Vietnam. It was insane. Uh, so we walked everywhere in Ho Chi Minh City. We didn't yeah. take other than our scammy taxi driver. We didn't take yeah. any uh, cars anywhere. And one of our favorite places was Pasteur Street Brewing. Yeah. We had a really good friend. He went there. I can't remember what year. It was probably 15 when he went, 15 or 16. And uh, he was very nice. And he brought one of the beers back from the brewery to us. And it was actually very good. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, when we went, we had to go find it. Yeah. Dear Tony, may he rest in peace. Yeah. 
Good old Tony. Um, to Pastor Street Brewing. We spent a lot of time there. We went to a couple different locations. Yeah, the, the I can't remember which location it was, but it was one that you had to go up the stairs. Like you had to go through a little alleyway, then go upstairs, and they had like dartboards, ping pong tables, pool tables, and stuff like that. And it was much more like local, but more chilled. Yeah, for sure, casual. Yeah, the other one was like more like you could tell it trendy. was more for the touristy areas and this this Instagram-y. was yeah this was definitely like this is where the locals come and hang out and i like that one yeah it was really fun but overall we just we walked a lot i think yeah. one day we walked thirty five thousand steps it was insane my my shoe fell apart that day you remember <laughs> sure did. just like separated because we walked so much um yeah and it was really warm when we were there yeah and then we left there and we flew to hoi an which was a good bit cooler. Yeah, it was quite a bit cooler. So Ho Chi Minh's in the south, and then southern part, and then Hoi An's kind of in the middle Yeah, uh, on the coast. <laughs> it was quite chilly and windy. Yeah, it was very windy. And even just talking to like local people, they're like, yeah, yeah, it's normally not that windy this time of the year. Yeah. But we stayed, we were only there for two nights, but it felt like we were there a lot longer because... We did everything. Yeah. It's as oh, yeah, it's a smaller area compared to Ho Chi Minh City. Oh, it's very and small. Hanoi. Um, so we stayed at a homestay. Yeah, which was amazing. So we had, it was like a hotel, but then you do your meals in these this family's kitchen. Yeah. Like, Grandmama literally comes out and is like, what do you want? Well, well she, she didn't, didn't speak say any English, but yeah. Well, she said a lot, but I had no idea what yeah. she was saying. She loved Daniel. She kept touching your stomach. Remember that? <laughs> yes, it was very weird. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, just because I was so uncomfortable. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> um, but Hoi An is really cool. So it's a preserved trading port that it still looks very similar to what it probably would have in the 16th century. I mean, like, yeah. Because yeah. the, the bridge, we didn't go across it because you had to pay to go across it. And I was like, I'm not paying to walk across a wooden bridge. I can stand right here and look at it. It's beautiful. Uh and it was, I can't remember how many year, hundred year old it was because it made it through the war and wasn't yeah. destroyed. But the the markets over there are really different than the ones in Ho Chi Minh City. Yeah, and that's where they do all the, the, the lanterns. Yeah, there were lanterns everywhere you went. Yeah. Like, like street, like hanging in the streets and then also the lanterns that they release into the sky. Yeah, which I'm not that big of a fan yeah, of now. Not, yeah, anyways, but there were lanterns everywhere. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. It was and really beautiful. And it really gave you the feeling of, like, I'm in Vietnam. Yeah, is what you've seen. when you walk down the streets, like, instead of having, like, street lights, they just have lanterns hanging everywhere. And they're all different colored and shaped and this and that. And it's really beautiful. Yeah. It brings, like, the whole liveliest, you know, vibe to the downtown area. Yeah. It was really cool. There were lots of amazing food. Again, I mean, you've probably realized we love to eat and drink when we travel it's a huge part of our experience and how we relate to a culture is by trying the foods yeah i mean and that's what we did in vietnam yeah and there's there's nothing better than trying local food to me and i, I know a lot of people that you know i can't remember where we we're at we were somewhere in this guy's like yeah he's like the whole time we've been here we've only ate at burger king and i was like you've got to be kidding me yeah it's disgusting like, that's just nasty but yeah you got to try the local food and enjoy it uh, another thing they're really known for in Hoi An is the tailors and the textile shops. Yeah, everywhere. So you can have anything you want made, pretty much. And you can get it really cheaply done. You can pay a bit more. Uh, depends on the quality that you want. And 
like the the quality of the work and the quality of the, the material. material. Um, so we went to this one called BB Taylor that was quite quite famous, very popular. And I tell you what, the clothes we have had that we had made there are still in perfect condition. Yeah, I think I got four or five dress shirts made there. Five, I think. Yeah, you had five dress shirts, and I got a suit for work, like uh, dress pants and a blazer, and then two cocktail dresses. Yeah, and I think it ended up costing us about 200 No, it's like $150. Yeah, and they did it within two days. Yeah. And then we went for three fittings, but the Hoi An's quite small, so it's, it wasn't... It wasn't like you had to like travel all over the place just to go to go get it. Yeah. Um, so some of the things that we had to eat there that I really liked was this... This dish that had the like the pancakes. Yeah, I still can't remember what that's called. Oh, I don't remember what it was called. It, they just said like this is the best thing on our menu. This is what we would eat if it was our lunch break. So that's what I got, and it was delicious. And then we had a really good fish dinner yeah. there, um, which makes sense. It was at the port. Yeah, and it was like wrapped in a banana leaf. So yeah, nice and steamed. And then there were these steam buns with pork in the middle that were delicious. Now, and then everybody raved about that egg coffee or the custard coffee. I tasted it. And no, it I just, thought it was horrendous. Yeah, I did not like it at all. It was like... Custardy, yeah. but like really eggy. And very sweet. Yeah. I didn't like that. I was not a fan of that. Like the regular coffee in Vietnam was absolutely amazing. Just like I would just go find a little bitty coffee shop. I'm just like, I just want a black coffee. It's very strong. It's very strong. It's like, you know... A regular cup of coffee for Americans, but it hey, it tastes like you had like ten shots of espresso in it, <laughs> and absolutely amazing. Oh, uh, so just remember that what? So if you want cream in your coffee, they served uh, sweetened condensed milk. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like just regular milk. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So you, all you Southerners who are listening, the sweetened condensed milk is Eagle Brand. Yep. In the states, yeah, Eagle Brand milk. That's what they put in their coffee. So it's uh, very sweet. Yeah. Um, remember that one day we wanted to see the coast. Oh yeah, and so and we had bikes that came with uh, the homestay. And she's like, "Oh, it's it's kind of far away, but just go down here until you hit the teeth, and go right or left." I can't yeah. remember which way she said. I mean, it was like five miles, but on a bike, that's not that far. Yeah, but we didn't have like <laughs> like modern day proper bikes. These were like some nineteen sixty old steel bikes that were piecemeal together oh they They were were still okay they were fine they didn't fall apart so not until the next day so we rode to the coast and like i said it was windy and cold and it was kind of uh like spitting rain because i remember there was a tropical storm that had hit um yeah the philippines or the indonesia so it was like coming up towards where we were towards where we were um and we had bought knockoff North, North face. face jackets because Gore-Tex. Yeah, because we needed something to keep the moisture off of us. So and we, had, we still have them, and yeah. they still work like a champ. Yeah, they're fantastic. So we had those on, and we walked out. There was like a uh, like a sandbag, like a barrier just to keep the tide from coming in so far. Yeah. So we're like, oh, look at these beautiful waves, and you can hear them crashing. Let's walk out there and get a picture. <laughs> And then we got soaking wet. <laughs> to be fair, all the, we watched it for 10 minutes and none of the waves were that big. The moment we go to take a picture, this enormous <laughs> wave just crashes into us. And we got we have the picture. We'll have to post it with this on uh, Instagram when we put the link for this podcast. 
But you could just see our faces were like, oh my God, and this wave just absolutely rammed us. And then we had to ride back on our bikes five miles in the cold weather, and we were soaking wet. Yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> no, it was not fun. And then we get back, and they're like, oh, would you like like a cold drink? And we're You're like, like, no, do you have some coffee? I was like, can I please have a cup of tea and a hot shower? <laughs> Oh, it was funny. Um, one really cool thing that we did in Hoi An, it's actually one of my favorite things that we did the whole trip, was the Silent Cafe. Yeah, that was absolutely amazing. I think the the host told us about that one. Yeah, I think she did as well, our homestay host. So everyone who works at the Silent Cafe is hearing impaired. Yes. and Of all different ranges. Yeah, some, some completely deaf, some hearing somewhat but um but the whole cafe is silent so you get these dice at your table and you just change them to what you want yeah so if you want to order a tea or a coffee or you like to ask for the check or a sandwich or whatever yeah so you're given like a notepad a little pencil and then these dice yeah and it was so cool it was amazing but it also gives you the opportunity to communicate because they had questions on there yeah and they were they were very keen on you asking questions of like you know how can we support you? What can we do to make, you know, your your stay better or your, you know, time here better? Yeah. And they were very, very cool. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. That's one of my favorite things that we did. And so there was an indoor area, but then there was a back garden. And it was like little cobblestones and greenery. And it was just absolutely perfect. And yeah. because it's a silent cafe. You can just hear the birds. And, and I mean, we're in the middle of Vietnam. It's busy. It's very busy, but where we were, we were like two streets back, and it yeah. was quiet, and you could just listen to the birds. it was birds. the only silence we had the whole trip. <laughs> Vietnam is loud. Vietnam is very loud. Lots of horns honking all the time, but this was just serene. And mm. yeah, it was just a really amazing experience. Um, right behind where we stayed, there was uh, like rice terraces, yeah, like rice fields, rice and fields. water buffalo. Yeah everywhere and we rode our bikes through there and that was really fun too and then oh one of my favorite things we did was try the banh mi that anthony bourdain recommended it's another place that is very cool to go see very grumpy ladies there like they just they're not about the customer service no they're not about the customer service get in get out because we got there like 45 minutes before the place opened and i have what 20 people in front of us yeah, I don't remember. Maybe and we stood on a line, but it moves really it fast. It moves. But when all, they the, the, all the signs are in Vietnamese, yeah, so we're like, like not number four. Yeah, I don't even know what that <laughs> is, but I, I don't want know that. what I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, and then they're just like pointing to things, and you're like, yes, no, maybe, okay, yes, yes, that's what I want. Yeah, just put it all on there. It's okay. But I think they were fifty cents or a dollar. Yeah, they were each. very cheap. And man, they were amazing. Yeah, and the guy across the street from them is probably one of the smartest people ever. Because they just have bun me. That's all they have. I don't even think they sold waters or cokes or anything like that. So the guy across the street opened up a sign. I opened up a restaurant slash bar and put a sign. That's a brewery. Was it a brewery? Yeah, it was a brewery. All right, all right a brewery. And said, bring your bun me here and drink your beer. And I was like. Yeah. Yep. So you had to order a drink from him. Yeah. But you could bring your bun me in. So yeah, he was a smart businessman. Yeah, very smart. But that was my favorite banh mi we had the whole time. Banh yeah. mi, if you don't know, is a sandwich. It's very good. Yeah. It's a Vietnamese sandwich. I don't really know what I ate that day, but it was very good. Yeah. Um, and then the, um, the other thing that we did that I really loved in Hoi An, because we did a homestay, we wanted to gain a lot of experience from our host family. 
And they were very excited to tell us about their culture and offer us, you know, if you want to do tours or anything like that, which we didn't want to do, but we did a cooking class and she took us to the market. So we walked from her house down to the market and you want to talk about getting some strange looks. This was 100% local market. Yeah. They weren't used to, uh, Western people being there. No, but it was really interesting. And if you, if you don't know, like Asia has so many different fruits and vegetables that we don't typically see where we're from in the U.S. No, not at all. I mean, I don't think a lot of people in the U.S., well, they may see them now, but yeah. 10 years ago, nobody had any idea what they were. Um, but yeah, so she took us to the market, picked certain things out. We had some snacks while we were there, some kind of tea with something in it. I don't know what it was. And then we went back and she taught us how to cook in her her just like tiny little kitchen of her house. And we had so much fun. Oh, it was amazing. I was trying to, she was teaching me how to uh, cook with chopsticks. It's the first time I ever tried that. Still not very good at that. Yeah, so instead of spatula or tongs or something, you chopsticks. Yeah, I was like, mm, I'm going to end up burning myself. Okay, so the cooking class was one of the last things we did in Hoi An. And then we flew to Hanoi. Yes. But we wanted to go to Halong Bay at the beginning of our trip to Hanoi. And so, we, of course, we didn't plan very much ahead. So, um, we were looking at it the day before we were flying. And we realized that Halong Bay, I mean, we knew this before, but we realized Halong Bay was just... Very busy. Yeah, just so populated. And so, I found one area called Bai Tu Long Bay, which is part of Halong Bay, but a more quiet area. Yeah. yeah so, you have the same views, but... No not, tours? Yeah. N- well, just not as many tourists at all. Very minimal. So we landed in Hanoi and <laughs> we had uh, arranged with this travel company that we were doing the Halong Bay or, tour with. Yeah. Um, they were going to pick us up from the airport and take us straight to the travel company to get on the boat. And we, we walk out. We walked out of the airport and we see a sign lying on the floor that says our names. And we're like, huh. There's nobody holding that sign. It's just, just laying on the there. floor. So, so I picked it up and started posing with it. Yeah, Daniel picked it up, walked around looking for his passengers. <laughs> and finally this guy came in and was like, um, I think, excuse I, me. Yeah, I think I'm supposed to be taking you. <laughs> yeah, so that was funny. We went straight to the travel company, got into a van, and they took us maybe it was three hours to get on the boat. Yeah, it was a good ways. Yeah. And so by Too Long Bay is... Like I said, a lot more quiet, and it was really nice. Daniel loves to say, when we first got on the boat, you can see everybody else. Leaving and going one way, and we were going the other way. Yeah, which was really nice. Yeah, we were the only boat going. I don't remember which way we went now, but. <laughs> this cat. We, uh, we left out, and we were the only ones heading this direction. I was like, yep, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, so a lot of people will book a day cruise for Halong Bay, and we wanted to do something a bit different. So we booked an overnight tour. So our boat had, I think, 10 or 12 people yeah, there total. Many people. Not many people on it. And we took the boat all the way through the bay around all the tens of thousands of rock formations, little islands that are out there that are, you know, what, what Halong Bay is famous for. And I say tens of thousands. That might be too many. I don't know. No, there's, I think there's over, I can't remember the number. This has I, been a long time ago. So Probably should have looked that one up. But there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and we stopped in at an oyster farm where a family actually lived, like in the middle of the bay, just on a floating house. Yeah, they just, like two floating houses and a bunch of, like, I don't know what you call those things, 
oyster things they put in the water. And yeah, like the it's traps like a, and nets. And it's like a string that goes down and they put something on it. And, they and the attach, oyster is attached, attached to, to it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, remember that kid? Yeah, the one that just mean mugged you the whole time you were there. Yeah, he was. I mean, there used to be people stopping in because obviously this boat stops in probably every day or every other day. And uh, he was mean mugging us. And we, we had some T-shirts to give away to kids that we had met. And so we tried to give him one and he was just like nope. not not having it. And then he turned around and he had a thing of McDonald's fries in his pocket. Yeah, and like, we're like, where did you go to McDonald's out here in the middle? How old are they? Yeah. It was really funny. Um, and then around there, we also got off the boat into kayaks. Yep, we got to kayak around it. And got to kayak around. It was just unbelievable. Then the French guy fell in the water. Yeah, one of the people from our boat fell in the water, it, which was quite cold. It was very cold that day. Um, and then... And it was also kind of foggy, remember? Yeah. So our pictures look really cool, but yeah, yeah, it was really nice. And then the boat docked at the island where we were going to stay for the night. And as soon as we got off the boat, these trucks pull up and they load all of our luggage onto it and unload a bunch of bicycles. And so everybody gets a bike and our tour guide takes us. We bike across the entire island. Yeah, which was really neat because you got to see... I mean, you got to see the whole island, literally, because yeah. we rode all the way around it. So it's like through forest parts and then on the beach. It was through rice fields and stuff like that. And I do remember the guy telling us as we were cycling through, he's like, look, he's like, it's very safe here. Nobody's going to bother you. He's like, but please stay on like the trails, the paths. He's like, just don't wander up in the woods because there are still unexploded bombs that they still find to this the day. Mines, yeah. The mines. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that just makes you come back to reality real quick. But yeah, I mean, it's a good reminder that what this country has been through. Yeah, and there's stuff that will still blow yeah. up there. Um, we stopped at a beach. Yeah, and some... A few the, people got in. Yeah, the French guy that who fell in the water decided he wanted to go swimming. I was like, not doing that, it man. It was so cold, and we still had to bike. We didn't know how much farther we had yeah. to go. So, But it was just a really ex- exciting experience. Um, and then we finally got to the house. Took it, lukewarm showers. Yeah, very lukewarm showers. Uh, very nice people. It was like a um, husband and a wife and their son had this, I guess you would call it like a little hotel. Because it yeah, was three like story. A, like a B&B. Yeah, it was like a little three-story. Downstairs was kind of like just like the living area with the kitchen. And then I think each floor had two or three rooms on it. It wasn't very big. And, uh, yeah, it was really nice. I mean... I mean it was the rooms are very basic so if you're looking for luxury this no, is not the place not. for you to I stay mean, it had a bed and a shower and we had twin beds oh that's right we did have twin beds guess what i made daniel do share one share share one <laughs> twin bed welcome to my world <laughs> what's funny is i don't even like to go that much no but but i was cold so i wanted to be anyways we always do that if we have twin beds. I make you share with me. Yes, you do. We did that not too long ago. <laughs> oh, poor Daniel. <laughs> but it was a very nice place. And we also, part of this tour at this homestay that we were doing, or this, I don't know, B&B, whatever it was, uh, we got to do a cooking class as well. And it was completely different than what we did the day or two before. This was more, the last stuff we did was like more, I guess, raw, because we did like the regular spring rolls and stuff like this and everything we did that at this cooking class was more fried yeah you know everything like the spring rolls were fried and they had some pork dish that was fried yeah but it was still delicious it was delicious and we were hungry and then you get like 12 people that 
everybody spoke English, but everybody else was, you know, either spoke French or German, German yeah. or something like that. And we're all trying to get in the kitchen and communicate together. It was pretty fun. Yeah, it was fun. We really enjoyed it. And then the next morning we got up, had breakfast, and then the trucks picked us up and took us back to the boat. Yeah. And then we had the nice views all the way back to Hanoi. But I remember on the way back it was quite cold. Yeah. Everybody else was trying to sit on the front of the boat. And I was like, hey, let's be smart. They have seats on the back of this boat. <laughs> yeah, not beat, beat to death by the wind. Um, anyway, so then we go back to Hanoi. Yeah. And we were really excited to stay in yeah, Hanoi. Hanoi is very, I, I, I mean, I enjoyed all of Vietnam that we got to go to, but Hanoi was probably my favorite city. Yeah, we really, really enjoyed that one. Um, so we walked around, the first day we got there, we walked around Truckbok Lake. Yeah, and that's where... If, you for Americans most Americans will know that's where John McCain was shot down at yeah and we went to the museum um yeah I actually got to see the the clothes that he was held in the yeah. cells that he was held in and that museum was really like sobering it was, yeah, it, was a you, lo- it was a lot to take in um yeah and and I mean it just makes you realize how really how real it was you know yeah or is especially because it was a bit before our time yeah you know but we have family who yeah. involved in it. anyways it's it was really important to i think see that history very much so in the location where it actually happened and see how it affected not america not just americans but how it affected the vietnamese people as well yeah because i mean that's why the male population is still so small in vietnam because so many of them you know was in the war yeah uh after that we walked around the outside of the lake there was like a town square type of thing. And it was the weekend and the weekends are for celebrating in Vietnam and socializing. And so yeah. they closed down the roads. It was kind of like a, like a street festival. Yeah. They don't, they don't mind not one bit, just shutting down all the roads, like no bicycles, no cars, no nothing. It's just foot traffic and everybody just walks and you got like yeah. people selling, you know, of course the typical, like, the balloons that light up and this, that, and other. But, you know, you got food being sold and kids just out playing games and yeah, stuff like that. there was live music. There were performers. Like, it was just really fun. And a ton of school kids are there with their teachers. Yeah, and it was a weekend, so it wasn't their regular school. It was like a language class yeah. they were taking. So we came up to this group of kids, or these kids came running up to us because they could tell that we were Western. And they... Uh, First question, do you speak English? And I said, yes. I said, I'm actually an English teacher. And they... They lost their mind. You would have thought that was like a celebrity or something. It was so funny. and But we ended up having such a good time with them just sitting and chatting. And their English was lovely. Yeah, we ended up, I mean, I was like, I thought, oh, this is a scam or something. Well, I think we ended up spending 45 minutes to an hour yeah, with them. Yeah, we took pictures together. It was really fun. Yeah. Played some games. Um, but yeah, it was. it's always great to connect with local people. Yeah, and there's also, a, I can't remember the name of the cafe, but there's a really another really cool restaurant cafe that you can go sit on the second floor of and you can watch that whole park area you remember that whole square and i think it was the same kong cafe was it i think it may have been but absolutely amazing just sit there and just people watch yeah we stayed in some cool places in hanoi definitely did so we stayed the first place it was a hostel but we had a private room and a private bathroom and they I had an American dryer. We were so excited, and they laughed at us because we were so excited about having a dryer. Because yeah. we don't we don't have a dryer here in Abu Dhabi, or like you just don't use dryers here. No, you just hang stuff outside to dry. And all through Vietnam, we just had to hang everything outside to dry. Yeah, but here we were excited, so we washed. I think everything, even if it wasn't dirty, we we're like wash it so it can be dried. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that was a really nice place to stay. The staff was lovely, and this was right around Christmas. I think maybe Christmas Eve we stayed there, or the night before Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, but we went to some really cool bars and restaurants, and a lot of places had Christmas specials on. And I remember this one place, we uh, like walked up the stairs, but our table was at the top of the stairs. We were basically in the stairwell having our dinner, and they had some set menu. And I don't know what we ate, but I know it was delicious. I remember I got this. What I remember the guy recommended. And he's like, "This is our special," and I think I either got the last one or one of the last ones. It was like a hollowed out piece of bread full of like it had pork and chicken and beef it was like a stew inside of yeah it was absolutely amazing interesting i don't remember that but i do i do remember they had christmas sangria with rosemary yeah and i loved that um and then our next airbnb host we're still friends with him on facebook actually yeah, he's he still was, an Airbnb host. Yeah, he he's a super host, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah he was proud of that. He's, he was really fantastic and made us just feel at home. And um, he introduced us to a couple of friends, which I think they may have been American, but were living in Vietnam. No, they were British. Okay, but they were living in Vietnam and had ju- had recently moved there, maybe like three months before. Yeah. And so we decided to all, they invited us to spend Christmas dinner with them. So we canceled our dinner reservations. And, and we hung out with yeah, them. Yeah, and... We told him, we're like, we'll get something, but we don't know what to buy. So we were like, we'll just get something sweet for dessert. So they had meat and vegetables and things like that. And we, we had bought, duck. Oh, we did have duck. You're right. And we bought, we didn't know what to buy, but we found this like bakery. And every bakery was all these log cakes. And I had never heard of a log cake before. Apparently it's a very big thing there. But they looked just like an actual log. Yeah. Like a wooden log with like a little stump of branch because the branch is coming off of it. So we bought one of those and brought it. And they were like, oh, my God, a log game. Yeah, I was like, all right. It's a big hit. But it was really neat to spend Christmas dinner with people that we really didn't know but felt like friends yeah. at the moment, you know, and sharing stories about our past and traditions from home. Yeah, that was really Yeah, it was really neat. Um, and, in, you know, in some places we went in Hanoi Beer beers 50 cents and then some places you know four course dinners and fancy stuff so yeah it was all fantastic it was amazing our favorite place i think in hanoi was fuga yeah fuga which is the chicken pho and it was literally grandmama sitting making, there making the bra or the stock um i think she stayed there 24 hours a day i never seen, oh, if the door was open, she was there. So I've heard about Vietnamese families that, like, for people to get married, like, the test is to, like, be able to, to make, make the pho. And the mom and the grandmother would be, like, approve or disapprove yeah. of your stock. So, yeah, it's a serious business. But I think it was a dollar. Yeah, for all you could eat. And they just kept refilling, and we're like, we're going to need you to stop. Yeah, because cause I'm, I'm on, like, my sixth bowl, and I'm just <laughs> pouring sweat because... I like it a little spicy. Yeah, I do. you can add like uh, pickled garlic and chili paste. Chili paste, fish sauce. We were introduced to fish sauce in Vietnam. It's I'm absolutely sure, amazing. I'm sure we've had it in things, but didn't know. But this is our first time using it to cook. We love it. We use it all the time here now. It smells awful. So if you ever try to cook with fish fish sauce just be aware it's going to smell like you've ruined your food but it cooks down yeah. really quickly and it's nice so makes everything better yeah but man the the food was great all yeah. throughout vietnam and the beers 
We forgot to say Hoi An. They have this thing called fresh beer. Yep. Like 15 cents a pint. Yeah, I think the the cheapest one we got was 20 cents yeah. for a pint. But they just, they make it on the day. They sit outside. They sell so, it. And once it's gone, it's gone. Yep. But the word is be ahoy. Yep. Be ahoy. Fresh beer. Fresh, fresh beer. Fresh beer. Um, okay. We should probably start to wrap it up. But we went one more place in Vietnam. Yeah, we were supposed to go up to the north and go through the tunnels and this, that, and other. Or no, we talked about no. it. We talked about going back to Ho Chi Minh. And doing Didn't. the tunnels there. The north was Sapa, which is the rice terraces uh-huh. where you can go hiking, but it was uh, rainy, rainy and muddy, yeah. so not a good idea. Anyways, and it I, was a tropical storm there. Yeah, and we were just ready to relax because yeah, we, we had been, been on, on the, the go move. nonstop, which is fun, but we were also moving rooms every couple of nights, and we're like, we just want a few nights to relax. So one good thing about not planning too far in advance is that we could change our minds. So we decided at the last minute, instead of going back to Ho Chi Minh City, to go to Fuquak Island. Which is beautiful. Yeah. It's actually closer to Cambodia. It's very close to Cambodia. Um, but yeah, we f- we flew there. They made us check our backpacks, remember? Yeah. Ev- yeah. Every other flight we had gotten to take them as carry-on, but this was a teeny tiny plane, and they made us check them. And it was very emotional because we had not been separated <laughs> from them the whole trip. It's like, are you sure it's going to make it? Yeah. Um, but Fuquak Beaches, sunsets, food markets. Yeah. That was it. That's all you could ask for. We didn't do anything else. No. Well, we did. But. Oh. <laughs> we had one last not-so-fun experience. I call it the scooter trip from hell. Yeah. So, at the hotel that we were staying at, they rented scooters. And I was like, all right, we're going on a scooter. We want to go ride around the island. We just wanted to explore for a bit. And there was a one beach that we really wanted to go to. Yeah, it's supposed to be famous for whatever. I can't remember now. So I go downstairs, and I was like, look, I want a good scooter, blah, blah. Here we go. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's the best scooter, this, that, and other. All right, it'll be sitting outside at 8 o'clock in the morning. Perfect. Here's your money. Off we go. So the next morning, sure enough, we walked down there, and there's our scooter. There's the tag number the guy told me it was, and we jumped on it. Yeah, and we, were we, took off. we were excited. And all we had with us, we had... We had a backpack and some bottles of water. And maybe some some beach, beach towels yeah, or some something beach like towels. that. And, and that was it. A few dong. Which the, is the Vietnamese currency, just yeah, to clarify. A little bit of money. not I mean, not a whole lot because nothing's there. It's expensive. So, so we're driving along. It's about 45 minutes yeah, from and, the hotel. And like I said, our phones don't work. Nope. And so we, of course, you Google mapped everything before we left, and we kind of had a pretty good idea where we were going. So we jumped on the little scooter, and away we go. And I knew once you got on this little gravel road that we weren't that far from the beach. And I was yeah. like, all right, bet we can get on the gravel road. We're tooling along, minding our own business. And what happens? The back tire blows out. I don't know how we didn't crash. I don't. We went from one side of that road to the other, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't scary. know how. And luckily, when the bike stopped and we got off of it, and I said some bad things about it, and we realized we were okay, I could see that there was a, some type of store shop, something a few hundred yards down the road. So we ended up having to push the scooter yeah. to this little, what we thought was a store, ended up being a motorcycle repair shop. Which was great, except we didn't have any money. <laughs> well, we didn't have enough money. We had okay. some money. We had like two dollars. Yeah, and they weren't gonna. Do- and they weren't budging. I was, was trying to give them your watch. Remember, I was yeah. like, "We will trade you this watch for a new tire." Yeah, then he didn't want to have any part of that, which I don't blame him. Uh, and oh. of course, our phones didn't work, and 
they're like, the restaurant across the road has Wi-Fi. And I was like, screw it, we'll go buy something to eat. So we went and bought something to eat just to use the Wi-Fi. The hotel would not answer us on WhatsApp at all. Yeah, and so I ended up having to call them from my phone that did not have service. That phone call. It was I, like 30 bucks. No, it was like $70. All right, excuse it me, was, it was 70 Because I had to call them three times. Finally get through to the hotel, and they're like, oh, we're so sorry. We'll uh, send somebody We'll, we'll send right somebody right now. So we wait an hour because it's okay. I mean, it was 30 minutes from the hotel yeah. by scooter and they were bringing a truck so they could go faster, but nobody came. So I had to call them again. Nobody came. Nobody came. And the third time they're like, somebody already came and you weren't there. I was like, I've been here the whole damn time. Like, <laughs> where are moved. you? So we've wasted, you know, three hours at this point. We're getting, Luckily. we're getting really frustrated because we don't have any money. We don't have a way to get any money. Yeah. Cause we're in the middle of nowhere and we don't have a way to, to like get a new tire or to find a right like there was there was nothing yeah there's nothing but we were sitting there and luckily a taxi randomly drove down the road so of course we, we chased him down do you remember yeah, that yeah we chased this cat down he was probably petrified <laughs> he spoke pretty good english and i was like look man i just need an atm and he's like where's the nearest atm at the, the airport, airport. I was like, well, of course it's at the airport. So we get in there and we drive to the But we the had airport. to convince him. We're like, we'll pay you once we go to the ATM. We yeah. promise to give you money. I was like, money. I don't have enough money on me right now. But, you know. So we get there, get the money. Get back to where the scooter is. Pay the taxi. Pay the taxi. Buy the new tire. Buy the new tire. Go to the beach. And by then, I'm just... We were just over it. Yeah. It was a gorgeous beach. It does, yeah, but it, like, was it gorgeous, more gorgeous than the other beach we had been to? No. No. So it was instead of like, oh, yeah, let's spend the day and enjoy this. We were just like pissed off, like, screw it. Let's go back to the hotel, get back to the hotel and trying to talk to the guy. And he's like, no, no, boss, it's your fault. And I was like, it's my fault. The tire blew out. Yeah. And um, uh, and we should have looked at it better. We just were excited to go to the beach. Yeah. So an, another just hindsight thing. Yeah. yeah. Should have done. But. Anyway, we got through that night. I don't remember what we did that We did night. not get reimbursed for any of that money, though. No. And then they get mad at me because I tried to do a burnout on the scooter. And they're telling me, you're ruining the tire. And I was like, I bought the tire. <laughs> yeah. I think that night we just went and watched the sunset. And we went down to the Sleepy Puppy Bar. We yeah. named this bar the Sleepy Puppy because there were just puppies sleeping under every single table. It was gorgeous. And there were some rocks right on the edge. And you could just sit there and watch the sunset. And the sunsets went on for an hour yeah they were i mean it was like never ending sunsets yeah all different colors in the sky it was just amazing and then there was one bar that we went to called cinderella bar and they had the fresh beer that this was the next night this is our last night there was it the last no it was the next to last okay. night because i couldn't have done this the last night we were there because we had to fly the next day anyway went to this bar we'd been by it two or three times we had stopped in once or twice and had a drink there as well super nice people uh we rocked up in there, and they were playing like some good '90s rock music. And, Our favorite. And they were doing karaoke, and they were actually halfway decent at the karaoke. So I walked up to the bar, and they had the fresh beer sign on, so I knew they had a keg of fresh beer. I put about the equivalent of twenty dollars down on the bar, and I was like, "Everybody in the bar drinks until this runs out." And the guy's like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Yes, everybody in this bar drinks until." It runs out, and it would not. It's not like the bar was packed. There wasn't like a no. hundred people in there. There was like six of us. Yeah, maybe ten people at the yeah. most. But and but like I said, the band was good. They we were became playing. best friends with everybody. Yeah, they they had a pool table. They had a dart. I remember they didn't have a set of darts. You just got <laughs> to throw one. one at a time. 
But we stayed until two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. There was still money on the and beer. There was still money on the beer. And when we were leaving, he's like, Sir, sir, you still have a you still have more and I was like, It just call it a tip, man. Yeah. You enjoy that. Yeah. Or you drink the rest of the beer, whichever one you prefer. Yeah. And then, you know, a few months later, our friends went yeah. back to the same area and we had told them about the places we went. We're like, oh, you have to go to this bar. So they went in and they showed our picture. They're like, oh, they bought all the beer, all the beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. But it was good times. Yeah. And then we flew back through Ho Chi Minh City back to. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know if we flew Dubai or Abu Dhabi. I have no idea. No, I can't remember. Anyways, we made it back. But this trip was amazing. But it was, we learned some valuable lessons. Yes. Sometimes I think we take tra- we take things for granted because travel has gone smoothly for us. And we forget that it's not like that. And it's best to be vigilant, to always be prepared. And we are those things. But sometimes you just forget. Yeah, you just forget that, oh, you should actually probably keep a good bit of cash somewhere on your body. Yeah. Like on your person. And then you should check out the tires before you before you take off before on a you take off you should make sure you have the keys and don't lock us out yeah, of the apartment yeah and but yeah I, just or print out the instructions how to get into a place ahead of time but yeah instead of just trying to screenshot and remember what was it yeah so but it ended up being an amazing trip like i said i'd go back to vietnam tomorrow yeah we would love to go back the only thing i hate about vietnam or one thing i hate about vietnam what they do to your passport when you get a visa take up a whole page it's like come on just yeah. give me a stamp yeah i don't need the whole page it is a stamp it's a whole page stamp it is it's a sticker it is a big ass sticker but yeah but we absolutely loved our time in vietnam and would love to go back and we would highly recommend it for anybody thinking about going yeah we we saw several places but there's so much more there yeah we barely scratched the surface i mean i can go back and spend a year and yeah. still probably not see all the places that i want to go yeah let's do it yeah, go back definitely all right, All right, so that was a long one. We hope you enjoyed traveling with us through our time in Vietnam. We'll post some pictures. And listening to the cat scream and yell and throw a fit in the background. Now she's just sitting there so cutely. Yeah, <laughs> they won't last very long. So, so Lady Repton made a cameo on the podcast. Yeah, and we, now she's off to Scotland. Yeah, she's moving. Anyways. All right, hopefully y'all enjoyed this one. Yeah, and we will see you very soon. All right, see y'all. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, share it on social media, give us a rating and leave a review. These really help us. Follow and connect with us on Instagram at Our Wayward Life and reach out to us with any questions either through social media or email at ourwaywardlife at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.